This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Blair, let's talk about first, just so that we all know, what Sands & Associates is. Well, Elaine, Sands and Associates is essentially, we're the people you should call when you need a plan to deal with your debts. So if you're sitting there, you're getting collection calls, you've got more debts than you're able to afford to make the payments on, you just don't know what to do. Sands and Associates has been around for more than 26 years, and we sit down with people day in and day out, and we help them figure out how they can get back to zero, how they can get back to owing nobody anything, and usually they're incredibly surprised and very heartened about the options that are available to them. But that's a big step, isn't it? Making that call Mm because I would think that with that comes a lot of fear and possibly fear of judgment and all those kinds of things. So is it a difficult call for most people? Well, I think the call is the easy part, but it's getting the courage up to actually make the call. And and you're you're completely right there. You know, we have people who it's probably two years is the average time where they know they've got a problem. They know they need some help, but they're scared, right? And, And just as you said, they're worried about being judged. They're worried about, you know, having to publicly admit, you know, what many people see as as a failure. Many times it's completely outside of their control. You know, maybe someone got sick or they got divorced Mm -hmm. or they lost their job. You know, it's these things that can happen in your life that throw a shock to the system. Um, But the shame, the fear and the uncertainty that can really stop people from reaching out for help. And that's why I'm so pleased that we're going to be doing a lot of content on these shows, really taking some of the mystery away from debt and what you can do to deal with it. Now, could you walk me through that process? So let's say I'm calling you and saying, Blair, this is my situation. How and and we don't even have to talk about the parameters. So Mm -hmm. how are you going to be able to help me? What are the kinds of things that you can ask me or what are the questions you would ask me Mm -hmm. at that point? Yeah, you know, the first thing is usually just just getting the person to take a deep breath, um, you know, to to realize that they've done a really good thing by reaching out for help, Um, because right away we can start to give some facts, because the biggest thing is that people are in a debt situation. They're getting information from all over and oftentimes they're getting information from whether it's well-meaning friends and family. It might not be correct or from a collection agent who their vested interest is in getting you to make a payment whether you can afford it or not and they're not going to give you all the information because they're not going to care right i mean all they want is their money mm-hmm. yeah their objectives are different than yours totally right? yeah. Obje- yeah, it, yeah yeah as much as they may seem you know nice or or not nice their objective is, is to get you to pay right our objective at sands and associates when you reach out to us our objective is to make you an informed consumer aware of all the legal options that are available to you and to help you implement if you need to implement a legal option to restructure your debts we'll be with you every step of the way and in terms of a process it costs nothing to meet with us so the first call is free the first meeting is free the second, the third meeting, whatever you need until the point where the government says, okay, if you're going to go forward and restructure your debts, what you pay is set by government tariff. That's when you start making payments. But you're going to be able to work out an entire plan, have some great conversations with some empathetic people who don't judge. 
um, that's what we offer at Sands and Associates. And I think one of the key pieces that you mentioned, being a licensed solvency trustee, that puts you in that whole legal area that not everybody does that's going to give mm-hmm. you some debt counseling, for it, example. Exactly. And that's a word I'd be amazed if many of your listeners have heard before, licensed sure. insolvency trustee. Right. Um, and you know, let, let's break that apart a little bit because it's really it's only since April of this year has that term existed. So before then, um, there were a thousand people in Canada who were empowered called trustees in bankruptcy. Okay, As of April 1st, that name has been changed to licensed insolvency trustee. And the main reason for that is that trustee in bankruptcy was far too limiting. One part of what we do, and it's about a third of my business, is helping people with bankruptcy. But about two thirds of it is helping people avoid bankruptcy, helping them figure out, can they do a repayment plan? Can they adjust their budget? Are there some other assets they might be able to deal with to try to pay for their debts? So it's much broader than it ever was before, but it's absolutely imperative that you deal with a licensed insolvency trustee because we're the only people that can actually use Canadian law. Anybody else you're dealing with, you're going to be paying a fee, but not getting any service that you actually need at the end of the day. I think that's a really important difference too, is that just because it appears that bankruptcy is the next step for Mm -hmm. you, that may in fact may not be the case. Oh, the vast majority of people, and that's why they wait so long to call us, is they think the only answer is bankruptcy. And as soon as we can explain to them, you know, bankruptcy is an option. Here's what it entails. But there's a bunch of other options that perhaps you've never heard of or never thought about, one of which is a consumer proposal, which we're going to go into a lot of detail over a series of shows. But a consumer proposal, people generally have no idea that this can stop all of your interest. It can give you a payment plan you can afford, and you don't need to go bankrupt. But the only person that can help you with it is a licensed insolvency trustee. Okay, let's talk about qualifications. What kind Mm -hmm. of qualifications do you guys bring to the table for me? That's the great part when you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee is you're seeing the most qualified person you you could ever see. So every licensed insolvency trustee in Canada is governed by Industry Canada. So there's only a 1,000 in Canada that receive a license. Um, Most, vast majority, have either a university degree or an accounting designation or another professional designation. Many have all three of those as well. Um, So it's not something that, you know, you can be out of high school in the space of a year, become a trustee. It's generally, it's a long, rigorous process. And you actually have to sit down with an oral exam in front of the superintendent of bankruptcy to make sure you know your stuff and you'll be able to handle, um, you know, various situations appropriately. Um, Every trustee in Canada is heavily regulated. So it's another great point is if you're dealing with a trustee, if things don't go the way you anticipate, you've got recourse. So heavily regulated, heavily licensed. It's such a hard license to get that every trustee in Canada is going to do things by the book to protect that license. Now, just knowing a little bit about Sands and Associates, uh, with 15 locations in British Columbia, including on Vancouver Island, you obviously have uh, the wherewithal and the background and the foundation to handle all kinds of situations for people. Absolutely. So we're, we're the largest in the province of BC for what we do, and we're very specialized. So, you know, there are a lot of different firms, some big accounting firms that will also do a piece of their business as consumer proposals and bankruptcies and things like that. That's all that we do at Sands & Associates. So we're very focused. We file more consumer proposals than anybody and get more accepted than anybody, and we file more personal bankruptcy and successfully implement those than any other firm in BC. And then we go back to the uh, fully licensed solvency trustee Mm -hmm. uh, umbrella. So 
everything is being done properly and with a with a backup. And I love what you said about if there's an issue, you have recourse. If you're not happy, you have recourse because mm-hmm. of the licensing, the way it's all set up. Yeah, that's exactly right, Elaine. And it's definitely in the last number of years, and especially now also, if you go and Google online debt help or debt advice, you'll see 100 people out there who claim they can help you with your debts. Very few of them, if they're not a trustee, will actually be able to do anything for you other than give you a little bit of advice, maybe make a couple of calls, but only a trustee can actually force your your creditors to make a deal with you. So, and that's another really significant piece, uh, the fact that you can make some sort of a deal or come to an agreement with your creditors uh, so you can avoid that bankruptcy or, if that's the last resort, can can guide you through that process. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, definitely the more that we talk, Elaine, we'll go into explaining how bankruptcy is not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. In many ways, it's a rebirth and it's something that, you know, many people emerge from far stronger than before. Um, But it's the whole idea of just the uncertainty, the doubt and the fear. Um, Let's take that away as part part of these shows here. Let's explain how bankruptcy works. Let's explain how a consumer proposal works and what the situations are where they make sense for an individual to pursue. Now, can we talk about the proposal? Mm Because you've mentioned it so many times. And when I first started reading about it and hearing you uh, talk about it, it fascinated me Mm -hmm. in knowing that there was something like that out there for folks uh, who are in need of some assistance. Yeah, I'd say, Elaine, it's the most powerful but least known means of dealing with a debt situation. So in very simple terms, what happens in a proposal is all of your debt is consolidated together. It doesn't matter if it's government debt, non-government debt, credit cards, whatever it is, it's put together. And a combination of those things, right? Almost always it's a combination. So all the debt is, is put together. And then we take an analysis, we sit down with you and we say, okay, well, what's the monthly budget? What can you reasonably afford to pay back on these debts? And, you know, you Usually it's nowhere close to the minimum payments that are being asked of you. And we also know if you only make the minimum payments and you have any sort of debt, you know, more than five or six thousand dollars, it's going to take you 20, 30, 100 years to pay it off. So we look at what reasonably can be paid off in the budget each month. And then by law, a consumer proposal consists of a monthly payment with no interest, no additional fees over a term of less than five years. See, and that's incredible, the fact that you're able to get rid of that interest payment, because that is mm-hmm. the, I mean, right? Yep. We all know what uh, credit card debt can look like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that can put you under immediately. Oh, right. And, and that's great. And that, that's one part of it, Elaine, but it actually yeah. gets better, if you can believe it. So not only are you not paying the interest of, you know, the 20 or 25% or whatever it might be on your credit cards, right. but as part of a proposal in just about every case, you're not paying back the full amount of the debt you're paying back usually in the range of 30 to 50% of the debt. If that's what you can afford, the way a proposal works is it's a legally binding contract that your creditors agree to accept in the range of a third to half of the debt in full satisfaction of your payments. Now, I just sort of a, a bit of a, a question here. Does a creditor have to accept a proposal when they're when they're given one for someone? And that's a great question. The answer is no. Nobody's forced to accept a consumer proposal, but a, a couple of points. So first off, when we do a consumer proposal, we show to the creditor side by side, if you reject this proposal, the person is likely to file a bankruptcy. And guess what? In a bankruptcy, you're going to do far worse, creditor. Right. So in many bankruptcies, nothing is paid back or five or 10 cents on the dollar is paid back. So offering the creditor somewhere in the range of 30 to 50 cents on the dollar, 90 of the time, they accept a proposal right off the bat. The adage, something is better than nothing. That's exactly right. You know, can't get blood from a stone, all those those, those euphemisms. Here is what the person can afford. It may not be what you 
you want, creditor, but at least it's reasonable and it's better than a bankruptcy, which is the person's legal right. They could file a bankruptcy at any point and the creditor would be forced to accept whatever minimal recovery that would be. And what about the the because not everything is very, is clearly written out or not written out, but it, clearly, you know, it's this company, it's this company, it, it's mm-hmm. this company. Some of these things are incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. In terms of figuring out who you owe, who you owe, yeah. and how much is in, uh, how much is being demanded, mm-hmm. and and then the complications. I mean, if it's if it's not just a, a straight company that you're owing, but um, I don't know if uh, I'm trying to think of the, the right word for it. But the complicated, the complication mm-hmm. side of it is something that you guys can take on as well. Oh, I- exactly. So from the individual's point of view, it can get very complicated, and definitely a lot of folks when they come through my door, they've just stopped opening the mail. You know, they've stopped answering the phone. They've stopped getting updated information because they know it's so bad. You know, what's a little bit more bad on it? It's already, you know, they just feel terrible about it. Um, The nice thing when you're dealing with either a consumer proposal or doing a bankruptcy, we handle all of that. So you have to have an idea of who you owe, but it's easy to find out. You know, you pull a credit report or, you know, bring in the stack of mail, we'll open it together. Um, But as soon as you have that idea, the trustee, it's all done through legal means and creditors, they have to accept our notice. So if we send out a proposal, and they decide not to put it on the right person's desk, well, guess what? That proposal expires in terms of their voting rights at the end of 45 days. If they haven't voted, the proposal is accepted. It's automatically approved. You're listening to Blair Manton with Sands & Associates. I'm Elaine Scollin. The show is called Dollars and Cents. Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For more information on any of the services we've talked about, go to the website, sands-trustee.com for more information. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services that we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or you can call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you and make an appointment for a free consultation. On the line with us right now is Terrence and... uh, Terrence is a former client of Sands and Associates, uh, and uh, you said a, you said a lovely thing before we started, Terrence, about uh, um, just appreciating the work that Sands and Associates did for you. Yeah, I certainly do appreciate them a lot, Elaine. It's lovely. Go ahead, Blair. Great. Well, th- thank you, Terrence. Thank you for joining us and for having um, you know the, the courage to, to come forward and, and to tell your story because I know there are so many people who are struggling, who are facing similar situations to what you faced. You faced it head on and, and came out the the other side better off for it. Um, and I've always been impressed, Terrence, that you're happy to share that experience. So I wonder if we could start. Can you just give us a little bit of background about the situation? You know, what was your life like before you, you reached out for? help to us? How did you know that you, you needed the help of Sands & Associates? Well, you know, Blair, it, it was I was just like the average person, working my way through life and paying my bills and everything was going along smooth. And then, by chance, I won a considerable amount of money. Hmm. I, I tried some investments, and not being what one would call a good money handler, I made some pretty bad mistakes. I, I allowed myself to falsely think that somehow things would just work out. And somehow all would be well. That was just wishful thinking, Blair, on my part. I really needed some advice and some help. And so that's why I reached out. 
uh, I made the mistake of trying to recuperate my losses, and that led me to living off credit cards and putting off paying some current debts. One day, I had the shock of my life and a real stopping moment. I saw for the first time the small print on one of my credit cards, statements that read, if you make only the required minimum payment, it'll take you 26 years to pay off this card. (laughs) Larry, you can imagine the shock I got. And Terrence, and, I don't mean to, to date you, but do you mind giving a sense of your age at this point? You know, hopefully there's 26 years there. Well, but. that yeah, well, I was actually 70, 76 years old. 70, right. And so I thought, well, wait a minute. I may or may not get this paid off before I leave, so I better look into something. Right. And, um, and the amount was not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars either. That's what really shocked me. And I thought the amount was manageable. Uh, except it would take so long to pay it off. Then along came a, a late night TV show about bankruptcy. And the person being interviewed was a money manager, a multimillionaire, who had made some poor choices and wanted to let folks know that there was no shame um, in these poor choices and no embarrassment in filing bankruptcy. And, Blair, that's when I sat up. And this person had said, you know, mistakes happen with a lot of folks. And some poor times, poor choices are made. Well, I dropped my shame, I dropped my embarrassment, I squared my shoulders, and I decided to seek some help. Right. And, and that's great, Terrence, And that, you know, the stigma that we have for individuals in debt, you know, for so long, I've been frustrated that we don't think necessarily a corporation is bad because they've had to restructure, you know, Air Canada, who's restructured a number of times, we don't think they're a bad company. But individually, we tend to put a lot of stigma on ourselves that we're a bad person if, if we can't always pay our debts back in full. It's uh, true. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, not, not at all, Terrence. I wonder if you if you could to kind of bring us along on that journey, because I think it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, so you've reached out to, to make the call. What, what happened from there? Well, I, I had to seek out some folks that um, had filed bankruptcy, and I, I was looking for a company with a good reputation. I, I, you know, you, you get a little nervous about these things. Um, so I finally wound up uh, calling your company, Sands & Associates. What was amazing to me, Blair, was how well I was received. I, I met with a representative uh, who made me feel so warm and friendly um, uh, she was a friendly and warm person. It made me feel really welcome. Uh, she put me in a frame of mind of feeling absolutely no embarrassment at filing bankruptcy, regardless of what age. She walked me through the process with care and kindness. And Blair, the moment I agreed to the terms, which, by the way, were very uncomplicated and very simple to understand, I felt a tremendous relief. The 26 years to pay off that one credit card debt vanished the moment I put my signature to paper and agreed to the terms of bankruptcy, as outlined, by the way, Blair, by the government and its legal process, and was handled by experts in the field of financial advice and recuperation, and that was your company. And what, what did you think you were walking into, Terrence? I'm curious, because I know people are, you know, they really, they beat themselves up and they delay making the call because I think they're worried they're going to come in and feel judged or, or things like that. What what were you imagining for that meeting? Because I can that, tell it, it exceeded your expectations, but what were really those expectations? Yeah. yeah, it really did exceed it because I felt exactly what you're saying. We have this cultural thing, you know, the bankruptcy is a no-no and you must be terrible. And it's not, it's, it's not, it's, a, it's a, a part of life actually for a lot of people. 
But this process really, really surprised me, as I was under the impression that filing bankruptcy would be an invasion of my personal life, and the government would be involved, and that process would just take forever. There, nothing like that happened. The process process was just about as simple as it gets, and with the help of that financial advisor at Sands & Associates, I started to feel good immediately. Terrence, um, I'm curious, how has that experience impacted your financial habits today? And how are you, you know, how are you doing after going through uh, the bankruptcy? How are things now? Well, you know, Elaine, really well. This experience of filing the bankruptcy and the solid advice and suggestions from the folks at Sands has made me a better money handler. They, they went through all kinds of uh, processes with me, uh, various simple things to do to make things easier to handle money in the future. Can you talk so, a little bit about what those things were, Terrence? Yep. Or what they you do? Just, they, were, they would have forms that they t- gave me to take home to read, and I would read them, and they would be just suggestions on, or I might call them good ideas, on what to do and how to handle your money Uh, making budgets, what to put aside, how much to put aside, how to prepare for the future, and on all of those things. And so what they did, they gave me, I I think, like a financial freedom. And that's why I have to thank some of the experts uh, from your place over there and from the professional field. And I would say this to anyone in a difficult money situation, if I may, Elaine and Blair, This is what I would say. Don't wait another day. Pick up the telephone, make that call to Sands & Associates, and set the ball rolling to a happy, secure, and future-free of financial torment. I went through it. I know how bad it is, but I also realize now how easy it was and how good it, it, it feels good. And I would say to those folks, let your financial problems of today be your victory of tomorrow. Let Sands and Associates be the springboard that catapults you into a victory of financial happiness and freedom. And forgive me for going on. You know I like to write, so I, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a wordy person. You're pretty eloquent, Terrence, I have to admit. <laughs> well, thank you. I do get a little wordy, but my, my heart knows there's just no limit to the joy I have in my life now because of what Sands & Associates did for me. And I'm not saying that because you are Sands & Associates and I'm on the radio with you. I'm saying that because that's a personal, happy, joyful feeling inside of me that I'm happy to share with anybody that's having a problem. Terrence, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Dollars and Cents uh, with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. Get a financial fresh start, just like Terrence did, by calling 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Thank you again, Terrence. You're more than welcome, and it was nice speaking with both of you. Thank you. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services that we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. 
So, Blair, we've been talking about, we've mentioned uh, consumer proposals a couple of times. Let's really kind of delve into that mm-hmm. because it's such an interesting concept to me. What is a consumer proposal? Who needs something like that? Right. So who needs a consumer proposal is anybody that finds themselves way in over their head on their debts. So it could be that they've got, you know, way more debt than they're ever going to pay off. Or it's a case that the monthly payments, the minimum payments, they're able to handle them, but they just know in the long term, it's it's not going to make financial sense. They're just never going to get out of debt. Yeah. So you're feeling like you're just going down deeper and deeper yeah. into the mud. If you've got that hopeless feeling, if you're getting collection calls, if, you know, maybe your wages are starting to be seized, you know, those are all some pretty severe indicators that you probably need to do something to fix your financial situation. Which creditors, I just want to say, mm-hmm. have the ability to do that, right? To oh, go I, after your wages. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And depending on who you owe, um, if it's the government, you may not get a whole lot of advance notice before suddenly 30% of your paycheck is, is going straight off to the government. If it's MasterCard, Visa, so on and so forth, you'll get a little bit of notice. But yeah, definitely creditors can hurt you where, where it hurts most, which is taking either your wages off your check or even going to your banking bank account and scooping some money out of the the bank. So creditors can do things to you if you don't pay your bills on time. Okay. So I've come to you. Mm -hmm. I'm in trouble. And you suggest to me consumer proposal is where we want to go, Elaine. How, where do we start? Yeah. So the way a consumer proposal works is it's basically, it's a legal arrangement. It's it's an agreement between you and the people that you owe money to where right off the top, we stop all of the interest. So we say, okay, there's no reasonable way you're going to get your head above water. If the target keeps moving away from you at, you know, 20% interest a year, or 25% interest. So proposal right away stops all of the interest. And then the agreement is working out how much can you reasonably afford to pay back. And it's not the never-never plan. It's not 10 or 15 years of payments. It's over a period not exceeding five years. What can you reasonably afford to pay back? In most cases, it's about a third to half of the debt is reasonable. And that would mean I'm I'm paying back my my uh, creditors as well as I'm I'm still able to live a life. That's the ideal, right? And we definitely see this in our clients at Sands and Associates, um, in that you know we're all, in general terms, we're all honest people. We all want to honor the obligations that we've got. And and to a person, people that come into my door, they're not proud of being in debt. They know it's because something has generally gone wrong. Um, so when they find them, themselves in debt, a proposal is a way of you know whether it's dignity or honor or whatever, it's doing the best they possibly can short of going into a bankruptcy, which in a bankruptcy, you know, you throw your your hands up and, you know, essentially you say, I can't afford to repay the debt. In a proposal, it's a proactive measure that you're taking to just make a deal for what you can afford to pay back on the debts. And that would include things like if I've if I've got a car and I'm making car payments, all of a sudden my uh, dollars are being stretched so thinly. Mm-hmm. What what can, what can you do for me there? Well, so if, if it's a car, there's you know a couple of, of big questions. So you know, first off, do you do you still need the car? You know, you need it to get to work. Is it a reasonable car? It meets your needs, and so on and so forth. In many cases, if the answers to both of those questions are yes, it's the right car, and you do need it, and it's the right price, a proposal can put you in a much better position to actually continue to make those payments. Because if we're able to eliminate all of your interest payments and in many cases, Elaine, the reduction is so dramatic, it's remarkable to the extent that, you know, people might have $1,500 of minimum payments, $1,500 of minimum payments to make each month, and a proposal takes that down to, you know, three or 400 So suddenly there's a lot more space in the budget so you can actually afford the car payment. So that's number one. Now, if it's the case that you're 
you know, really handcuffed or you feel that way you're handcuffed to the car loan, um, a proposal can give you a chance to just restructure everything in your life. So if you've got a bunch of debt to Visa, MasterCard, taxes, and you've got this car loan that you feel like you can't get out of, you can just restructure everything under a consumer proposal and then decide, do you still need the vehicle or not? There are means to actually get yourself a a much better outcome through the proposal. Now, are you going to cut up my credit cards? Is that one of the first things you're going to do? It's not the first thing, but it's about number three. Um, So yeah, one of the, basically it, it makes a whole lot of sense is at the end of the proposal, you've got to owe nobody anything or else. What, what's the point? It's getting you back to a fresh start. And the government has a very hard and fast rule that if you do a consumer proposal, you have to turn in your credit cards. Okay. So, you know, yeah, some people, their hands are shaking as they're, as they're handing them over. You can tell right? it's emotional. Most of the time, people are very happy saying this thing's doing no good for me anyway. It's been maxed out. It's been frozen, so on and so forth. But definitely people have some fear of how do you get by in this modern society without a credit card? Well, yeah, especially when credit card companies are uh, working like crazy to mm-hmm get you to have one or two or three, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a bit nutty. I know this, the situation in the United States is a little different than ours here in Canada, but the rules are a little bit uh, overwhelming, at, uh, I find. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not even just the credit card companies, but if you want to rent a car, you know, usually you need a credit card. If you're on a flight and you want to buy yourself a can of Coke, well, you usually need a credit card for that, too. Right. Um, so ways you generally get get around it is you can get a secured credit card. So literally the day after you turn in your credit cards to the trustee, the next day, if you've saved, you know, $500 or so, you go put a deposit down on a secured credit card. So right off the top, you've now got the ability to use a credit card, you know, online or travel or things like that. But what's also great, too, is as soon as you start with that secured credit card, you're actually rebuilding your credit. And does that also mean that it's only it's only going to be uh, worth that amount mm-hmm. of money, though? So the five hundred or six hundred dollars. That's right. So it's you know it's self imposed. It keeps you from getting into trouble. Right. So from the credit card company's point of view, you can imagine the day after you've just made an agreement with them to pay off a third of the debt, they're not going to be willing to, to start to loan you money again. Sure. But if it's a secured credit card, they do want the customer. And again, it helps with your credit rating after the proposal is done. If you can show that you've really paid off that secured credit card every month, they didn't have to take your deposit. They give you the deposit back at the end of the time when you move on to an unsecured credit card, if you choose to do that. Now, I'm always a little bit flippant about how things how the rules are in the United States compared to how they are in Canada. Um, and it, when it comes to credit cards, and you know, I made that comment about uh, um, the American companies always seem to be giving you more and more credit cards, mm-hmm. right? We've heard those horror stories, especially in the housing crisis. Oh, yeah. um, is that the case in Canada or are our rules a little bit better? They've gotten better in recent years, but there was definitely the, the Wild West or the age of easy credit, whatever you want to call it. You know, there were periods of time where the clients that, that came through my door, I just I couldn't believe the amount of credit that they had been extended to them. Yeah. You know, well over six figures in some cases for people that had seen their tax returns. They had never made more than $20,000 in a year. Wow. And this is all publicly available stuff. If you're giving somebody a credit card, you check the credit bureau, you see see what's open. So I think for a period of time, the taps were far too free and open in Canada in terms of availability of credit. It's gotten better now. So there are certain new rules, meaning that you can no longer send an unsolicited credit card. You just, you just can't anymore. You're not going to get those cards in the mail. Oh, interesting. Okay, because that would be really helpful for folks who have a hard enough time, right? Just 
trying to manage their own finances, let alone being offered eight, another 18000 or 20000 yeah. or 10000 or whatever. Yeah, and, and the universal thing that I often hear from clients is, you know, well, the bank must be keeping watch behind the scenes. You know, the bank wouldn't have loaned me this money unless they really know that I can afford it. You know, essentially the bank might know better than you. The bank doesn't know better than you. There's mm-hmm. nobody behind the scenes and very very quickly, um, it's possible to get yourself into trouble. The bank's not watching behind the scenes and making sure they're not giving you too much credit. That all happens when you know the horse is already out of the barn. They're starting to do the collection calls because they know they've given you too much credit. Exactly. Um, what if my debts are also in someone else's name? How does that work? Well, that can definitely be incredibly awkward. Yeah, um, like, and yeah. what's what's the situation where that, or you know, what would be the situation? Yeah, like quite often I see it. Uh, whether it's you know marital situations where one person's got a credit card and the husband or the wife gets a supplementary card, sometimes that can make that person liable for the balance outstanding. Um, I also see it quite a bit with students where their parents have co-signed for a student line of credit, so not sure. a government loan. You don't co-sign for those, but a bank line of credit. Yes, and what happens? If the client's in in my office, is I say absolutely we can solve your liability. I can make sure the bank doesn't bother you on this debt. We can do a consumer proposal, things like that. But the bank, you know, kudos to them. They were smart enough to have more than one pocket to dig into. I can stop them from digging in your pocket, client. I can't stop them from going to the person that's co-signed the debt. Hmm, interesting. And and that would be a situation for uh, married people as well, right? If you're mm-hmm. if you've got everything in both of your names. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can be. Um, you know, it always makes sense if it's a married couple for both partners to be heavily involved in any financial discussions, definitely any financial restructuring that might happen. Right. Because usually what, what would happen is, you know, both husband and wife have various debts, maybe they're joint, you would do a proposal together. You would just deal with the whole household situation. But if the husband or wife um, perhaps tries to hide something from the other person and Mm -hmm. tries to do a proposal for themselves, not realizing that some of the debt is joint, well, then the other person on that account is going to get a notification. Well, since Joe has filed a consumer proposal, you, Mary, are on the hook for 100% of the debt. Right. You can imagine the awkwardness of that conversation. Yeah. Communication, honesty within couples, all that really matters when you're dealing with finances. Well, it's so interesting because I'm in a situation where I've been married for a very long time, but forever until recently, we had separate accounts. Yep. And nobody's name was on each other's stuff at all. And, and it worked really well. <laughs> now that's not the case because, mm-hmm. of course, that can throw up other, uh, you know, other impediments for, um, you know, situations if something should go wrong or bad mm-hmm. or whatever. So uh, but that's interesting. I hadn't thought about the idea that if you if your debts were in someone else's name and the impact on them. Yeah. And, you know, in general, Elaine, I think a lot of people in a married situation, they think everything is joint when in reality, it's usually the exception is joint. So if you marry somebody and they've got a massive student loan or a massive visa or a MasterCard bill, just because you're married doesn't mean that the government or visa or MasterCard can come after the person who doesn't owe that money. So debts don't automatically become joint. It's only if you've actively signed to make them joint or, you know, you've got the debt together or supplementary cards, things like that. But marriage does not create a liability. Now, one of the things, that I, and just in wrapping up too, uh, the reason why you can speak so eloquently uh, and articulately uh, about this is because Sands and Associates are licensed solvency trustees. Insolvency trustees. Insolvency trustees. Yeah. That's the way I forgot the end. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we need to include that. Yeah, we, we make you solvent we by the make end of it. You, yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between you guys and 
any or lots of other operations. Yeah, anybody that's not a licensed insolvency trustee, they just don't have the powers that we have. So everything I do, it's governed by law. It's guaranteed to work 100% of the time. If a proposal is accepted, that is legally binding. Nobody can opt out of it. I stop all the collection calls. I can stop all the wage garnishments. These are powers that no other professional has other than a licensed insolvency trustee. You're listening to Blair Manton with Sands & Associates. I'm Elaine Scollin. The show is called Dollars and Cents. Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For more information on any of the services we've talked about, go to the website, sands-trustee.com for more information. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services that we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Chef Helena is on the line with us. Hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Now, this is a show all about dollars and cents. Uh, Blair, food budgets and how to manage food budgets. I understand that Helena's probably pretty good at that. Yeah, definitely. So I've known Chef Helena for a, a number of years, and she actually teaches a course um, where it's how to reduce your food costs by 30%. Wow. Yeah, so she's going to have some very useful um, information for us today. And definitely what I see day-to-day with my clients is when I ask them to, to set out a budget, they sit there and they kind of tap the pen on the food, the food item there, but no one really knows where to start, what's a good benchmark, and even how much they're spending. So I think it's a key budget area where if we can give some good tools, um, that'll be a good use for today. Okay, let's start. Where do we start, Helena, looking at that? My goodness. You know, I think the biggest mistake that people make with allocating their food budget is just a lot of different things. One thing is they really should know how to use flyers because they're such a key thing to, you know, to have in your arsenal and to, uh, to know how to manage flyers as well because everything eventually goes on sale. Another great thing is to use, uh, use your pantry and to make a grocery list. It's really important. Mm-hmm. People, uh, people tend to just go in starving and just grab everything off of the shelf. Uh, another thing is to shop seasonally. And because we live in such a beautiful city, uh, just the fresh fruits and vegetables that we can get in seasonally, are, it's always a better value to get something that's seasonal. Now, people just don't set a budget. And mm-hmm. people don't know the difference between a want and a need. So a need is, I need milk. A want is truffle oil would be nice to have on my <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, truffle oil. Big difference in price as well, I understand. Yeah, big difference. And right now, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at sort of ballpark groceries for, you know, a family of four, it's kind of difficult to determine because it's all determined by income, location. If you have special needs, if someone has celiac disease or diabetes or kidney disease, so some of those need to come into play. If you take a look right now, and if you've gone grocery shopping just in the last two weeks, you'll notice that we have cauliflower that's astronomically priced and uh, stuff like romaine really, really expensive. And that's because things are transitioning between Mexico and California, and we're finally getting our local items in. So if you notice, when you go to the grocery store, things like cucumbers, and tomatoes, which are hothouse products, which are produced locally here, the prices are still pretty reasonable. So it's really hard to determine what to spend per person 
uh, or for a family of four at this time because there's so many variables. Mm. And right now, this month is really not a great month to do budgeting because of just the price influx of everything. And, and the price of gas also has something to do with uh, the price of our groceries as well. Yes, Chef Elena, I see, I see my clients, you know, they speak a lot about food inflation in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, have you seen that, that as well? Like to to yeah. an extent, a lot of, it seems like it's the more healthy stuff, unfortunately, is, is what's getting more expensive. Well, you know what? You really need to know how to shop your grocery store. And using those flyers is such a key thing to do. I mean, I think my top three tips for doing your budgeting is, number one, use the flyers. Number two is probably not to be brand loyal because... Everything goes on sale in about a six-week cycle. Don't tell anyone that, but everything will go on sale eventually. So, you know, I mean, head lettuce this week. I mean, I did a price match from one store to another, and one of the stores that I normally shop at was $4, and I did a price match to another store for $0.99. Well, big difference in price. Uh, And when you're not necessarily brand loyal, and let's say you use a store brand, I don't know if anyone knows this or if everyone knows this, but... All store brands are 100% money-back guarantees. So if you don't like it, there's no fuss. You can just take it back to the store and they'll, they'll return your money for you. That's fascinating. I had no idea that uh, yeah, that... Pretty, pretty neat. So, um, you know, I'm really big on using the flyers. It's something my mom taught me. So every week I sit down with all the flyers and I, I always make a list of what we need in the family or what I need for catering or for cooking classes. Uh, and then what I do after is I take a look at the flyers and I say, okay, well, you know what? Cucumbers are on sale here. Broccoli's on sale here. And I will write down a simple grocery list. I try to stick to that grocery list pretty closely. Now, have you got any tips for a, a single person? Because I find that that's one of the hardest things to transition to. If you've always, uh, if you've always been making meals or looking after a household of, full of people, and all of a sudden you're sitting there with you and maybe one other person, yeah. uh, are there some tips to follow or some guidelines to follow for that? Well, you know what I mean. Number one thing is actually get out there and start cooking. Take a cooking class. I, mean, I offer a cooking class uh, called How to Reduce Your Food Cost by 30%, which is going to be starting up at Langara, which is June 6th to um, June 6th and, and June 13th. And that's a great way to sort of learn how to lower your food costing and cook at home. Uh, get that practice. People tend to forget that you can customize things when you're cooking at home and you can... Just because you make a roast beef for four people and there's only two people at home, so use that leftovers to make, you know, beef dips with or uh, beef pot pie. So utilize your leftovers. When you throw your leftovers in the garbage, you're just throwing money straight in the garbage. And let's say you make a roast beef for four people, and once again there's only two, put half of it in the freezer. So then you've got a quick meal ready to go for a weeknight uh, when you need something that's quick and easy. You've been in the uh, in our community, in the Lower Mainland community, for 28 years. Yeah. Um, what, have you got some great places that we should certainly not tell anyone else about, uh, yeah. but to visit, to take advantage of? You know, there's a lot of great places. I'm going to put a quick little plug in for me, but uh, we sell spices at our catering company at a great value. So uh, large quantities, great budget-friendly prices for spices. So that's a great place to shop for spices. For veggies, I shop at Persia Foods a lot. Mm. Look around. Uh, I've got a, I go to a place called Produce Marketplace. It's at 47th and Fraser. They're really fantastic. Santa Barbara is great. And Killarney Market is 
epic for grocery shopping. So you can go to those fancier markets and see what you want there, and then you go to Killarney Market and you can purchase it there. Usually probably about 10 to 30% less. So it's a great place to go shop. That's significant, too. That's a significant savings. Yeah. I mean, if you can, every dollar that you can save, you know, you can spend on something like fantastic cheese or a great bottle of champagne instead. <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea that is. Uh, Grayson's Car- uh, Catering is uh, is your website, Helena. Grayson's Catering.com. Uh, there was also a note here about something that you have a specialty within your catering company yeah. with uh, all to do with turkey dinners. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Yes, we do turkey dinners for 10 people for $275 delivered any time of year, uh, fully cooked, ready to go. All you need to do is take the saran wrap off and throw away the takeout containers and claim it as your own. It's uh, something really wonderful we've been doing for about 15 years. I also do a lot of cooking classes. So I do cooking classes at Eden West, uh, which is in Port Moody, and I do most of the cooking classes at Langara. So I am probably do about 85% of the cooking classes there. We have one coming up called 15-Minute Meals, which is great. Dinner for two when you need dinner on the table in under 15 minutes. That's starting up on Wednesday, June the 7th. We also have one-pot meals starting up on Thursday, June the 8th. And I also have another cooking class, which is starting up tomorrow. Uh, so next Tuesday, pardon me, Tuesday, which is an artisanal bread class. And what if I'm a real rookie? Rookie. ABCs of cooking, hands down. <laughs> so I will give you this insider's tip. It is the cheapest place to come for cooking classes. If you come to Langara, and it's langara.bc.ca, and take a look at our ABCs of cooking. We've been written up in the Georgia Strait. Uh, for the cooking class. Uh, We've been on uh, TV for this particular cooking class. You learn everything, the basics, from learning how to boil water all the way up to making pie crust. And when people come to that class, all you need to do is bring two hands and a willingness to and willingness to eat some great food. And Helena, I can definitely vouch for that the quality of your classes. It was ten years ago. That's how I made your acquaintance. Was with one of your very basic beginner courses, and I've still taken a lot of skills from that to this day. So thank now, you I'm very glad much. That you're using them. <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> Indeed. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scull, and along with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, who are experts in helping you get out of debt. For information on any of the services we talk about on the show, go to Sands dash trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 for more information. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.